Hey y'all, it's Tanaya and Mitchell here. Yo. And welcome back to the Hargit Halftime. All right, guys. So, episode five, Tanaya and I are going to talk about Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. In the book, he breaks down each love language, what it means, and how that can be successful in your relationship. So, Tanaya and I today are going to talk about how the five love languages has impacted us thus far. So to start off, I'm just going to read to you the purpose of the book as told by Gary Chapman. Um, the purpose is not to eliminate all confusion surrounding love, but to focus on the kind of love that is essential to our emotional health. And to me, that means, you know, giving and receiving love that is, you know, essential to you. You know, what what makes you happy, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel valued and appreciated by your partner. So the first one is words of affirmation. Um, So this love language expresses love with words that build up your partner, words of encouragement, positive words. And it doesn't even have to be like any complicated, you know, long text or, you know, this drawn out thing. It can just be something simple. And I'm sure you guys know simple. That dress looks nice on you, Tanaya. Thank you. You're welcome. Great example. Thank you. Uh, So the next one would be acts of service. Um, That's a love language to where you do something for your partner um, that they normally don't enjoy doing. Um, Something like cooking or washing the dishes or taking out the trash. I'm not saying that I don't, but I'm just giving examples. Um, Or taking the load off of them and doing some of their household chores when they're very, very stressful. Um, So that would be an example of of acts of service. So if I came home one day and I had a very long day at work and Tanaya took out the trash, you know, that would be an act of service. Let me serve you up. Let me, let me serve you up because you're the customer. Google that song if you don't know it. So the next love language is receiving gifts. So this one doesn't have to per se be materialistic. It just means that, you know, there's some thought and meaning behind the gift intangible or tangible um, that you are giving to your partner um, that allows them to feel loved and appreciated. Tanaya, I drove all the way to North Carolina to get you some citrus punch. Oh, that's a great gift because if y'all know... Tanaya loves citrus punch. And I found out it's been some months. Well, no, it's actually, it's been more than months. They don't make, Minute Maid doesn't make citrus punch anymore. So you can imagine how devastated I am and how many times I've had to ask my friends back home, can you check Food Lion? Because I just need to know. But I think they've stopped selling it. So I've had to settle for peach punch. Yeah. So if I found some citrus punch, that'd be the ultimate. The ultimate. Okay. (laughs) Um, The next one is quality time. That's not sitting in front of the TV and watching Netflix or HBO um, because at that moment in time, HBO, Netflix, whatever you're watching has your time. Quality time means sitting with your partner, turning off the TV and having a conversation. That is Gary Chapman's 
definition of That's quality undivided time. undivided attention. Undivided attention. No interruptions. No interruptions. Put your phone down. Put I your iPad put down. Put your phone down. Turn off the TV and have those you, conversations. I can, you, I can make you put your phone down. Huh? That's Erica, if you didn't know. Badu. So the last love language is physical touch. Um, so this one is what it is, physical touch. Um, it doesn't have to be PDA, you know, you don't have to be all over your partner, but it can be the smallest thing, like a a touch on the back of the neck, on the ear, on the hand, you know, holding his hand, his or her hand, the smallest thing. It like I said, it doesn't have to be excessive. Oh, but it can. <laughs> it can. <laughs> That too, um, it can be. It, it can be excessive, <laughs> but it can also be small. So there's no, there's no nothing holding that physical touch back. Um, so the reason that we decided to read this book um, back in 2017, mm-hmm. 16, 17, I believe, um, when we first started dating, it was when we first started dating, and. We wanted to learn how to communicate with each other better. Effectively. Effectively. Correct. Um, We were apart. We were living in different cities. So it was very important that we were able to speak each other's love language and um, keep each other's love tank full. I mean, you would agree on that, right? I would agree. Definitely. So in the spirit of that, we're actually going to talk about what our initial love language was when we took this test. Um, Mine was words of affirmation. Um, And it's interesting because one thing to know about this before I go off on this tangent about words of affirmation is knowing your love language is crucial not only to, you know, relationships. And this five love languages isn't just for um people in relationships. It's for, you know, singles. Like Gary Chapman has these books for everybody in all walks of life, you know, where you are currently. Um, But, and I say that because for me, my love language lived, it was evident in more than just my relationship. It was evident in my in my family, you know, how they talk to me at work, how, you know, you know, my supervisor, you know, would talk to me or would say, oh, job well done. Like I carried my love language with me in every aspect of my life. So for me, it was like, okay, this is, this is more than just for the relationship. Um, I know that's kind of deep, but I just had to take a moment to take y'all there mentally. So my um, love language result when we first started dating was words of affirmation. So, you know, I was expecting that heavily (laughs) from Mitchell um, in the beginning. Yeah. Um, And that was tough for me because that's not my love language. Um, My love language was real close between quality time and physical touch. So I wanted that quality time of being able to spend time with Tanaya and do different things and have her undivided attention. And I like the physical touch aspect of the relationship. So for me, having to speak that love language back to her words of affirmation was tough. Tanaya wanted these long, sappy text messages, and that just wasn't me. (laughs) You know, Tanaya wanted, you know, these long, sappy 
voice conversations on the phone and FaceTime. And that just wasn't me. But I had to learn how to speak her love language because me speaking my love language to her of physical touch and quality time. Yeah, she may have felt the love, but it didn't keep her love language full at the end of the day. And same thing for me. Like, you know, she could have gave me all the words of affirmation, but at the end of the day, yes, I feel loved, but is that, is that keeping my love language full? No, it wasn't. So your love tank, my love tank. Sorry. Excuse me. And anybody that knows me knows that I'm a very sappy person. So words of affirmation is essential for me in a way, kind of. Um, but it's so interesting that Mitchell said that because be, said that because um, so many times people that may or may not know their love language, it's very easy to speak your love language to someone else. But you have to know that just because you can speak your love language so well and you know you can give that, that doesn't mean that everybody can or will be able to receive that love language that you're giving. You have to understand, you know, other people's love languages so you can fulfill them and keep their love tank full. So it's kind of like you can't make it about you, make it about you, because in that point, I'm giving Mitchell words of affirmation, but I'm making it about me in a way Hmm. instead of making it about him and his love language and what he needs from me. Right. That's that's a good point. It's not up for me to keep my love tank full. It's up for me to it's up to me to keep Tanaya's love tank full. And I keep yours full by vice versa. Yes. Um so that really helped us in our relationship. Um like I said, you know, being in our, you know, mid 20s, early to mid 20s and out of school and kind of entering in the workforce, um a lot of different pressures on us um uh, having having someone that knew how to speak your love language was very essential. And I truly think that that carried over into our marriage um, as still understanding what Tanaya's love language is and how to speak it. And I started going to Hallmark and getting these cards and stuff and like <laughs> doing like little sappy things that like she really enjoyed. And I was like, okay, like this makes sense now. And just seeing a smile on her face when I did give her those words of affirmation and it, and it didn't have to be anything, you know, that deep, you know, it didn't have to be me going to Hallmark to get a card or me. Um, I think one year I wrote 52 things of why I love you and you open one up every week or something. Oh, it, it, did. Didn't, it didn't have to be something extravagant as that. It could be, um, you know, after a long day of work, walk, coming home and just saying, you know, her telling me about my her day and just saying, hey, you know, you sounds like you did a really good job or you're doing really good at your job and I can tell you're doing really well or, you know, just just something really, really small, I think. And she's smiling from ear to ear right now, if you can see. Oh, my gosh. I remember that gift. He, I have the jar somewhere in this house. He two jars full of nothing but words of affirmation for a year, y'all. I pulled a note from a jar every day, and it said every week, every Sunday. It was once a week. That's right. It was once a week. Every Sunday, I had to pull a note from the jar, and it was some type of phrase or word that was affirming. And it was 
one of the best gifts that I have ever received. And receiving gifts is not one of my top love languages. Um, I was in my bag, just so y'all know. He was in his bag. Ask him what bag he in right now. Um, but it's so funny that you said that because I just realized something. So anybody that knows me knows that I love to give a good card. I mean, like the, t- the tear jerking type of card. And you know what I just realized, Mitchell? I just realized that my card giving is those words of affirmation for other people. Yeah, it wow. is. You're, you're giving your words of affirmation in a card. Mm. Yep. That's why I give the best darn cards. Ask my mama if you don't believe me. And you can ask Mitchell. He's sitting right here, too. Yeah, she gives good cards. Um, I give great cards. Great cards, excuse me. So, but, um, you know, we took that test four years ago. Um, and we haven't taken it since. So, what we did today um, was we took the test again. But before we took the test, um, we both jotted down what we thought, if we thought our love language had changed. Um, so tonight, did you think your love, do you think your love ha- language has, has changed? Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, from the time that we initially took the test up until we took the test again, I, I always, st- always said that my love language is words of affirmation. And I would think, you know, that it was changing. I thought that it was actually changing to quality time, physical touch, kind of like a a 50-50 split or, you know, one wasn't right behind the other, was right behind the other. Um, and so I actually, you know, thought that it was going to be kind of, you know, one of them was going to tread real close behind the other, you know, between physical touch and quality time. But... So my love languages kind of, you thought my love languages had poured over into yours. I did. And I found myself asking, you know, asking myself multiple times, like, has my love language changed? Is it still words of affirmation? Like, hmm. Because, you know, initially that was my love language and that was what I craved from Mitchell while we were dating. Like I needed those words, whether it was short, long, in person, on the phone, like I needed those words. And I mean, I still do, but it's amazing what you find out when you're married to somebody and you've been living and existing with somebody else um, over time. Mm. You're going to be shocked when you hear my results. Hmm. I'm, I'm interested to hear. Um, so just kind of knowing in this past year and some change of us being married and living together, kind of what I see and what I value, I thought that mine would um, be highly in the acts of service. Like I love when like I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and like, I hear like the dishes are being washed or like, I don't wash clothes or, you know, put them in a dishwasher or like the clothes are being washed or like I come home and like, you know, the bed's made or like, I don't make just just something, just something (laughs) small or, you know, the sheets are changed or the towels have been washed. Just little things like that. Or, you know, something simple, like my shoes are like, all neat, just wait to be waiting to be put in the box. Like, oh, for really? Me, yes, those are. But those are your shoes, right? But you still, you're still doing an access act of service by helping me out to lead me to get my shoes in the box. Here. They always make it to the box. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, no, they don't. They do not, y'all. But I trip over his they shoes. They are there Mm-mm. and they are in order. How many shoes are out of your box right now? Probably three or four. Ah. <laughs> 
Your shoes. Three or four. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like you got some work to do when this podcast episode is being done recorded. Uh, I like to have easy access to my shoes. But anyways, <laughs> so that's just kind of where I thought um, my results would be. I still kind of thought that the quality time and the physical touch would be still high, more so leaning on the physical touch. Um, just being that Tanaya and I, being that it's just us here, um, mm-hmm. we spend a lot of quality time together. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I thought that my test would result in. Yeah, I, I do think that you're – I was thinking that that was, would be my results, physical touch and quality time, because like Mitchell said, I actually do think that, you're, that your results initially were seeping over into me. Like I find myself like, you know – caressing Mitchell's arm or rubbing his ear or something or, you know, just sitting with him on the, y'all, I spent one day sitting on the couch with Mitchell, even though it wasn't undivided attention, but it was still quality time in a sense because Mitchell played his Xbox all day and y'all, I sat beside him and we talked about the game and I was interacting with him and I was like, wow. His love languages are actually seeping over, and I feel myself changing my love language. So, But I also remember reading in the book, so quality time is, yes, undivided attention, but quality time can also be spending time with your significant other or spouse doing something that you may not want to do, mm. and but they love doing. So that was definitely quality time. Like, you took time out of your day to watch me play the Xbox when... You had no interest in it initially, but then you became engaged in it. I did. And I think that's big because it shows that, you know, hey, yes, this is not, I would much rather be doing other things, but oh, this is kind of interesting and you're learning. And so I definitely think that that was quality time. And I do remember that day I was playing Red Dead Redemption. Yes, that game was actually interesting. Did you appreciate that? No, I did. I did 100% because you could have been in the room. You peeped. Yeah, I did. Of course. Um, you could have been in a room watching Netflix or something and sleep, sleep or just doing anything. Right. So just for you to sit up with me for five or six hours in a day and watch me play the game. Yes, I definitely did appreciate that. Oh, we can do it again this weekend. Oh, OK, <laughs> as long as it's not Call of Duty. Y'all, I tried. Mitchell tried to teach me. I said, absolutely not. Now, Red, what's it called? Red Dead. Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. I can get with that game. OK, like that. That's right up my alley. Okay, so we took the test. Uh, We retook the five love languages test um, earlier today, and we don't know each other's results. So now we're going to reveal to each other and to you all what our new love languages are. Nose goes. Ah, yeah. Yep, share your results first. Are you ready? I am ready. Drum roll, please. My top love language is acts of service. Really? Yep. Did you wait? (laughs) (laughs) And it all makes sense now. So what was your second one? My second one, physical touch. So it's acts of acts of service is 30%. Physical touch is 27. Quality time is 23. Words of affirmation is 20%, and then receiving gifts is zero, zero, none, zilch. So you like acts of service. Like, what made you, what made you, why do you think you like acts of service now? I'm interested in that. You can't tell? I can, but I, 
I want to know. And the people want to know. So it makes sense because I find myself saying like, oh, Mitchell, can you put the clothes in the dryers for me, please? Or, oh, can you load the dishwasher? Or, oh, can you something? I don't know. The list goes on. And I say that's interesting because it's like those things, they make me happy. Like when I ask you nicely to do something and you're like, oh, I'll do it later. It actually makes me cringe. Mm -hmm. So it all makes sense as to why acts of service is my top love language. I'll keep that in mind. It makes you cringe. Yes, deeply. So words of affirmation drop to fourth, but you're all, I mean, it's fairly 30, 27, 23, 20. That's fairly close. But that physical touch is second though. Hey. Okay. That's excessive and not excessive touch. If you catch our drift. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Any more questions? No, you look uh, like you. I'm just you're stirring. I'm just observing and seeing what I got to do going forward. Acts of service, physical touch, quality time. So you desire all four of them because they're all four pretty much within yeah, they're, a ten percentile apart. Mm-hmm, so definitely. You but acts of service is at the top, the tippy top. Interesting. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Let me pull up mine. Let me get my readers on. Oh, your readers. What does that say? So my number one was also acts of service. Really? Yes. I'm actually shocked at that because. Really? Yeah. How so? Because you don't. Uh, I just would never. It just doesn't. It's not clicking for me. So I don't ask. I never ask you to do anything. But when you do something, I'm like, oh, like, I really appreciate that. Or if I don't have to ask or like if I say, hey, babe, can you fix plates today, tonight or something? Or can you bring my phone or my ipad out like little things like that or you know hmm. so yes access service was number one which i kind of knew because like like i said earlier when i'm sitting on the couch or like if i get out of the shower and like you're loading the dishwasher i'm like oh great i'm happy she's doing that because i didn't want to do it and wow that means a lot <laughs> you know it takes some pressure off of me from having to do things interesting um second was quality time mm-hmm. okay at 27 percent hmm 23% was physical touch, so ours was flopped. Yours was mm-hmm. 27% physical touch and 23% quality time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I had 10% words of affirmation and 7% receiving gifts, which I don't know where the hell that came from because I don't really. Wow. So words of affirmation is, that's low. And it's not that I don't like when you give me words of affirmation, it's not that. I, I but love, it could be, I love you. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I love those things. But I think those other ones are are higher than the words of affirmation just because of the circumstances that we're in and we're living together. Hmm. So, like, I feel like for me, like, words of affirmation would be higher if we were apart. Oh. Because that would be the only way for you to show me love. Oh. And give giving, essentially. But now that we're here, there's more, there's more of an impact if you perform an acts of service. Or if I. There's a physical touch or there's quality time. Quality time. Right. Oh. That's not saying don't ever give me no words of affirmation. You know what I'm saying? I I, I like that. I love you. I love you too. You're a great person. Thank you. Strong black man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I appreciate that. You see how we just did that? Mm Mm-hmm. So um, one takeaway that I wanted to pull from here is 
just because your love language is one thing three years ago, four years ago, it can change. It can probably change by the day. Yeah. And it can probably change by the minute. So mm-hmm. I think it's very important to know how to speak all five of the love languages and not only know how to speak them, but know when to speak them. Oh. Because there's certain times to where there's there's a of course, as our parents would say, there's a time and place for everything. You read my mind. I was thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> there's a time and place for everything. There's a time for the physical touch. There's a time for the words of affirmation. You know, if I've had a, a long day at work and you know, Maybe I want quality time. Maybe I want for you to wash the dishes, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, just just always it's best to know how to speak all five of those languages. That's that's real. I think I like the way you said that, because I think just how he said, you know, there's a time and place for everything. I think you have to be very intentional with knowing all five of these love languages and you have to be able to gauge you know, like the right time to speak what love language. So, you know, um, you know, you had a hard day at work or something negative happened at work. You know, you have to be able to, okay, Mitchell came home and his attitude's a little down. Like he's not saying much, you know, trying to pick his spirits up in whatever way that is, if that's words of affirmation or if that's quality time, you know, whatever it be. So I think you have to be very intentional and very observant of your significant other or your spouse. Um, so you know what love language to speak at what time. And I also want to note too, you know, like we said at the beginning, like Gary Chapman has, this book is five love languages are, it's across the board, you know, singles, relationships, military, children, it's across the board. So one thing I want to point out for, um, all my single people out there, um, Knowing your love language for yourself is just as important as knowing it for, you know, when you enter into a new relationship or what have you. Um, I think it's important for you as a single person to know your love language um, because that will help you grow um, your own emotional health and stability. And, you know, you'll be able to understand the things that make you tick and the things that make you happy. So I definitely think it's important for, um, like I said, my single people's out there to take this test as well. So you know, okay, so this is what my love language is going into a relationship. And then, you know, or whatever, have that person that you're in that relationship with take that test or you guys take it again together to see if anything has changed. Yeah, you definitely tied back something that I spoke about I think it was last episode or two episodes ago. Um, just knowing yourself, that's very important that you understand um, your love language because perfect example, I can't, I can't teach someone how to speak Spanish because I'm not fluent in Spanish. Right. But I can mm-hmm. teach someone to speak English because I'm fluent in English. Hmm. If I'm not fluent in my love language. How can I teach you how to love me? Ooh. So you need to be fluent in your love language. You're out here preaching. <laughs> You have to be fluent in your love language in order to... Mm, shit um, about a Honda. Woo. You better stop. <laughs> you better stop. Uh, Shout out to Deanna for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, no, that was a word. Yeah. But no, seriously, though, you, you have to be able to understand your love language so that you can show your partner um, how you desire to be loved. Um transitioning one thing that Tanaya and I, we constantly do is we just simply ask the question, Hey, is your love tank full? 
Yeah. And it's either a yes or no answer. And if it's a no, is the next is a follow up question of, you know, what can I do to fill your love tank? And why is it not and full? And why is it not full? Right. And those three questions you should constantly ask. Um and I think you, you also have to engage too when to ask that question. Right. You have to gauge. You, like you said, like if tonight is down or if I'm down, that's that's probably the best time to ask it. Or, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we we can be laying down at night about to fall asleep and I just ask, hey, you know, is your love tank full? Not that I think is anything's wrong, but I know that her mind is clear. She's not thinking about anything. Um, she's getting ready for bed. So that's the perfect time to ask her so she can think about it. Yeah. So I think if you're in a relationship now and you've read the book, um, ask your partner that question. Ask them now. Is your love tank full? And then even if even if they say it's not, if you know their love language, you really shouldn't even have to ask, well, why isn't it full? Because you should, you should be, right, you should know and you should be able to self-reflect and say, okay, well, their love language is words of affirmation and I ain't said nothing. Not even a hint. Right, to my mate, to my soulmate in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's no wonder why their love tank isn't full. Or... Their love language is gift giving, and I've been trying to give them words of affirmation. Mm. It's not the time for that. Mm. So, like I said, if 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 that's if you're in a relationship right now and you've read the book and you know your love language, I challenge you to, or we challenge you, excuse me, to we. ask your partner what's your what's their love language, or excuse me. Is your love tank full? Quick thing I also want to note too. I just want to say this again for my single peoples. Um, knowing your love language also is important. Like I said, when I knew my love language, it, it, it poured over into family. It poured into work. So I actually remember having a conversation with my supervisor um, back home about, we got on the subject, she, you know, how can she be a better supervisor? How can she, you know, better, you know, help me in my career and in my endeavors? And I said, you know, this is going to sound, it might sound a little weird, but my love language is words of affirmation. So if, if you can ever just say, you know, good job tonight, or you did great on this project, you know, I said, that would be something that would really, you know, help me, you know, keeps me positive. It, you know, makes me feel appreciated. And she actually took heed to that. And, you know, she started to give me words of affirmation while it works. So I think you can take the these love languages and your love language anywhere you go. It doesn't have to be just for a relationship. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there as well. And then I, we, excuse me, we, we um, strongly encourage for you to take the five love languages quiz and to read the book if you have not done so already. Or if you're like me and Mitchell and you've you've taken the test, but it's been a year or it's been longer than a year and you you may think that your love language has changed like we thought ours did, take it again. And you, literally, you may be surprised because I was. But... One thing I had to note was that when I took the test again, I had to be as unbiased as possible. Like, okay, don't try to think about what you said before, but like really be open-minded and think 
really think about it. Don't just be like, oh, well, I remember I said this thing. Mm." Or, you know, when you look at the this or that, just be mindful about your answers because I think I took it one time before and I got the same thing and I realized, oh, I gave the same answers or similar answers as last time. So my result was the same. But this time when I took it, I was like, wait, take a step back, Tanaya, and actually think about the answers before you choose them. Acts of service out here, y'all. Voila. Mm. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to put my shoes up. Ah, yes! Yeah. Do that. All this. All this stuff in here. All, it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. But before we wrap up this episode, um, I just want to say, again, just make sure that we are staying vigilant with what's going on in America. Um, stay safe out there. Um, if your primaries is coming up, make sure you vote. Vote. Um, that's please. very important. Um, make sure you're doing your due diligence um, with the protest, um, with the social awareness, donations, whatever it may be that you feel that you can make an impact um, to the cause. Please do so. Um, just know that what you're doing isn't going unheard. It isn't falling on deaf ears. It's not. And, and everyone definitely appreciates it. And um, yeah, just justice for anyone that, is, that has lost their life um, to police brutality. Breonna Taylor. Um, we still waiting. To uh, white supremacy. Um, just anything that that has impacted the black community. So, and I also want to say to you know, do your research because that's what we're doing. Um, you know, learn the history. You know, and um, help educate or point. You know, our allies or those who say they want to be allies in the right direction. Um, one thing that our family has started doing, uh, my in laws. We do Black History, um, what's the word? Um, Just Black History Facts. Yeah, we do Black History Facts uh, about things we didn't know or history once a week. So, you know, find a way to make it, you know, if you got to make it, I don't want to say fun, but enticing and, you know, do what you have to do. But that's what, you know, we're doing. So I encourage everybody to take time to really get to know your history, you know, educate yourselves, help educate someone else. I'm not saying it's your responsibility, but I think it can help. Anything helps. So, yeah. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed episode Cinco number five. Okay. And comment, send us an email, all that. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.